win or lose. We keep it real. Join Climbing the Pocket for Vikings Final School. Skull Vikings. I'm just going to say, our man Matt Anderson doing a bit of voice acting right there. I'm not sure if you heard that, but the man came through, put the extra bass in his voice for the final score intro. Shout out to Matt. Thank you for coming through. Got to find something to smile about as we are once again watching the clock tick away on another Vikings loss that, uh, I mean, if we're being honest, probably shouldn't have been. Again, like last week, uh, it's a game that most of us thought we would lose going into Philadelphia, but the Philadelphia team we played didn't really look that impressive to start this game. The Vikings had a lot of opportunities to really take control of the game early and um, did not do so. Uh, Flip, I mean, the analysis feels pretty straightforward. It feels pretty simple, but uh, yeah, as the, as the time ticks away, what are you thinking here on this game? Uh, you can't even say that the Vikings have shot themselves in the foot these last two weeks because a gun only has six bullets. And, uh, it's, I think I, I shot you a message at halftime. Like, I can't do this. I can't be hurt. I'm not actually that hurt by this loss. Cause I can't be hurt by a team that plays like that. I can't be hurt by a team that just gives the ball over at such a crazy rate six first half turnovers seven turnovers in the first two weeks when we only had 23 turnovers last year and you know I think a lot of people have been comparing it to last year saying oh you know we're gonna be less lucky it's it's really not about luck it's about playing clean football and I can't I, I just can't get hurt by a team that's not playing clean football we look like the 2008 lions out there fumbling around and it's without consequence um just a waste of some great performances and anything they said about the turnovers last week it sounded like oh you know kevin o'connell said look inward i don't think any that of that was taken to heart they treated the turnovers like a fluke they're they're not a fluke the turnovers are not a fluke. Fundamental football is not a fluke. Good NFL teams work on the fundamentals on a consistent basis, blocking, catching, tackling, not turning the ball over. And that can make the difference between winning and losing football games in the NFL. So the Vikings are going to try it out here with all these cool skill positions um, and just have them turn the ball over. Our, our our best investments are turning the ball over. It, it's not something I, I really care to cheer for. So, I mean, Matt just popped in. Do you believe in miracles, Flip? I mean, crazier things have happened. Vikings should get the ball back with about 12 seconds in this game. Uh, I mean, we're chalking it up as being a wrap, but, you know, crazier things have happened. Do you, do you still believe or have you basically for this game with as sloppy as they played, win, lose, or draw, you're just kind of over it with the team well i think that if the vikings do pull off this miracle and win i hope that it's with alex madison and kj osborne on the bench because when you fumble like that when you drop the ball like that you don't deserve to be a part of great moments 
you got to look inward. <laughs> and uh, I'm interested. This comment here from Scott is a, is an interesting one. New defensive coordinator isn't any better than the one we had last year. I don't know that that's fair. I think we're seeing some different things schematically from uh, from Flores. But I think what we've been trying to say for the last couple of years is we don't really have the players to field a good defense. Like it's not like Mike Zimmer in his final years forgot how to call a defense or Donatel, who's been in around the league forever, played that bend but don't break because like that was his first choice or that Flores, who's coached many a great defense, also forgot how to coach defense. We just don't have good players, enough good players on that defense you know like Ivan Pace is a great story but your undrafted linebacker coming in and making the team just like that like that speaks to the fact that there weren't a lot of good players there for him to compete with you know like it's another late round guy whose job he took in Brian Asamoah like the defense just doesn't have the guys to really be a good defense at this point in time it's something that's going to need to be rebuilt and it's going to be tough because you got Justin Jefferson, you got Christian Derrissaw, you got TJ Hawkinson, you got Brian O'Neill, you got all these guys on offense who are making a lot of money. The defense is going to look probably a bit like this for the foreseeable future if we want to continue fielding the offense that looks like the one we have right now. So I don't know. It, it don't It's know. tough to watch. It's not ideal. But look, I think ultimately, Jason, what you're trying to say is that the offense is supposed to be the strength of this team. The fact that we're in a game down double digits where the defense is being forced to stop a run, the defense is being forced to play 64 plays is the entire problem because that is our weakness. I would love to see this Brian Flores defense with a two-score lead, and we turn the ball over too much for that to happen. We commit dumb penalties too much for that to happen. Give the weaker part of your team – a chance to to play within themselves, give them a chance to make the other offense one dimensional. And then maybe, you know, you're not going to see elite defensive performance, but you're going to see a defense that can actually hang with some of the better teams in the NFL. But that's not what happened today. The offense is where the majority of the focus and the investment is, including the head coach. So the offense is going to be where we put most of our blame. And I think that's right. I think that, like, you know, people were joking on on Twitter and other places that, you know, the Vikings get down multiple scores. It's, you know, it's stat patent time. It's time for, you know, Kirk to go up and get the numbers and all of those things. And, like, yeah, I, I feel you on that, man. Like, it's, yeah, I, I think David had the perfect word. It's uninspiring. Like, yeah. who wants to watch that over and over and over again last year i guess was fun because we actually pulled some of the rabbits out of our out of the hat but like generally speaking this type of football that this team is playing especially right now where they're playing as sloppy as they are like it's uninspiring and with that said we have a guest fired up bring in the man the myth the legend ryan how you doing man what up fellas how you doing i mean Frustrated, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, and uh, you know, Matt just called it out. I know Miles has been talking about it all week, but um, you know, Ryan, you're here. I'm going to ask you, is there anything the Vikings can do to get this run game to something that is less embarrassing than it is right now? 
I don't like what I'm trying to figure out is what is it that's going wrong? Is it Madison's not effective? Is it the run, like the, the, the offensive line isn't, you know, doing their job or is it the scheme itself and just not that not being effective? I, I'm not sure. It's probably a combination of all three. I'm not sure what we can do. Uh, it's just it, the thing in the run, the thing with the run game is it, it's a lot of like effort right? It, it's just getting your mask on that net, the guy across from you's mask and driving him to the ground as best as you possibly can. And just our guys aren't doing it. It's seeing open holes. Our guys aren't doing that. And I, I just don't know how you fix that. I, I don't think Kareem Hunt fixes that. I don't think Dalton Reisner fixes that. Like, I, I'm not sure what does. Not at this point in the year, but I think the question is what made us think that we would be able to run the ball against the two of the best defensive lines in the league. Like if you had asked me, how's Alex Madison going to do going against the Bucks, going against the Eagles when he's behind Austin Slotman, Garrett Bradbury, uh, Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland, then this is exactly what we should have expected. And, and just because Kevin O'Connell talks in the off season about a focus on the run game, just because they go out and, and sign Josh Oliver, like, lip service this is our talent is not good enough to go against these maulers of, of on the defensive line so yeah, i mean v- you said earlier v- 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 jordan davis and 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 uh jalen carter i mean that's a tough assignment for those guys right like yeah but like at so, the same time like every everybody in the league has to go against those guys right and it's how do you scheme around that how do you make it effective I thought they did decent in pass protection today. Like not great, but they did decent. Uh, it was actually more the edges that suffered today in, in the pass protection. It, it, but like, yeah, I, I don't know how you get the run game going with the, with that interior. doesn't matter. Cause like flip was saying right before you came on Ryan that, uh, you know, the investments on this team really have been about making the passing game go. Like if you think about how the team is constructed and in the modern NFL, you know, the passing game is king. You know, you need to have a great quarterback, great passing game to really win in the league. But it seems that this weakness of the Vikings is the thing that really has been their undoing in like, I can't remember how many of the last few seasons it has been at this point, where at some point you just beat, meet a team that is just more stout in the trenches and is something that we're unable to overcome. So like Miles was talking about maybe quick game and some other things they might have been able to do to overcome that against the Eagles. And it seemed early on like some of those things were working. Just is Flip said, you know, the like the, the turnovers at this point, we can't just call them fluke plays anymore. But is it really as simple as cleaning up just the dumb mistakes for this offense to stay on track and maybe give us a chance to win some more of these games? Or is it something else that you're seeing? I mean, you, you saw it. Right. Like when we held onto the ball, we scored points that I mean, obviously not every single time, but we, we were moving the ball. I, I don't like I, I'm not a silver lining guy or like a moral victory guy. You know, we we sucked today because we turned the ball over four times. We were in that game until the end, like with, with four turnovers and with them only having one. I mean, again, I'm not calling that out as a moral victory. It's not because we lost the game. However, for us to be able to be in that game specifically with our offense playing as effectively as it did with, if you clean up those turnovers, I mean, even just, I was texting my buddy Crockett, like 
you you take away that one turnover by JJ and we win that game potentially. Like obviously the Eagles took their foot off the pedal a little bit at the end, but we, we at least have another <clears throat> touchdown, right? And they maybe don't have those three points. Who knows? So it, it, it's frustrating to see uh, because that that's like football one oh one. I mean, I, I coach my kids' team right now and and that's we preach just ball security, ball security, ball security. Yeah, yeah, my my issue is that's what we said last week. And so where I'm at now after this game is, look, you you're going to you want to turn the ball over. Well, I expect perfect play outside of those turnovers because that's going to what it's going to take to win. So fine. Turn the ball over. But that that letting them get three points right before halftime. Right. Absolutely unacceptable. Harrison Smith jumping off sides. Absolutely unacceptable. Those are the things you can coach. You can bench KJ Osborne for those drops because we have no margin for error. So let's play like it. And we saw the same thing against the Bucks. We saw Jay Ward jump off sides on that field goal. We saw other mistakes there outside of the turnovers. And those weren't cleaned up either. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So outside of the mistakes, because obviously like that's going to be the main talking point. I think that's the thing that's getting a lot of run. Uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook, Reddit, and other places. Um, the run defense. Flip, I'm looking for your thoughts here because, I mean, that was demoralizing to watch as a fan. And, like, we all kind of expected that the interior line for the Vikings would be a bit of a weakness. But this was a bit – this was crazy. And as the Eagles were just running – like, when was the last time we saw a good game from Swift since he left Georgia? Like <laughs> – that man looked like the vintage version of himself out there today flip like is this something that you see as being a bigger problem than maybe we thought it was going to be based on what you saw today in the game against the eagles what so i guess the the political answer is that it's a mix of talent but also scheme because we were trying to drop into coverage a lot we were dropping out of that mug look um that's I, I don't I don't really talk about scheme. I think Harrison Phillips had a an atrocious game. Um, both Harrisons La- did. Dean Lowry silent. Both Harrisons. Um, Marcus Davenport, like where you at, bro? Um, it, it's just the, the talent is not there to stop the run game. We go against the Los Angeles Chargers. They have a great run game and a great running back next week. Like I said before, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with being bad at the run game because this team is is kind of designed to be a little poor in run defense if the offensive's clicking. That's a trade-off I'll make. But yeah, when when things are not going well, when we're down by two scores, I expect it to be ugly. And it was ugly today. I don't under and I, I don't know. It's not like they can promote some backups to play. So a lot of things with this team, the disheartening part is it's hard. It's hard to fix. Uh, yeah. William, William stole my question. Did Davenport play today? They mentioned, they mentioned Davenport very early in the broadcast, but now as, so, as you mentioned the name, I don't remember hearing Davenport's name again for the rest of the game. And as I'm looking at the box score, I don't see Davenport's name anywhere on hey. it. Ryan, did Davenport was, was Davenport on the field today? I mean, I think it was the same, kind of same thing as like Darisaw. Was did Darisaw? Yeah. What, what? What's the opposite of a healthy scratch? Because that's what they did with 
Christian Derrissaw and Marcus Davenport. It was like an, an I, injured... I think it was like mind games, right? Like, oh, Derrissaw might play. Like, that's going to make a difference for this defensive line's mentality. No, like, yeah, I think that was maybe more. It was more, I don't know. I didn't see him play anything, so. Okay. All right. But, yeah, going back to the run game thing, like, I was just looking at Bikes Insider. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter and Instagram, but you guys should. Um, all listeners, go check him out. He had posted the box score um, of the Philadelphia rushing attack, and we left 254 yards, 5.6 yards per carry. And they pretty much ran the, ran the same done. play, like, every play. It was basically <laughs> the same exact run every single play so it's just like oh it's just frustrating like i just i the the, i don't know what's more frustrating watching that unfold or like again brian flores much respect we we actually played really good defense that first half for sure for the most part but why didn't we adjust like why where was where was the adjustments throughout the game like we 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 all dogged on Ed Donatel all year for not making adjustments and just sitting in that shell coverage all year and getting ripped apart. And not to say this is the same scenario and our defense looked much better than it did last year today, but yeah, it just no 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 adjustments uh, throughout the game as, uh, on those run plays and uh, and again the guys that we expect to play well just didn't. I know Ivan Pace is getting a lot of love out there. I thought he even played. Uh, he had some really, really great plays, and then he had some. Lot. He washed mm-hmm. out, or just like again, he was doing the Asamoah impression, which everyone knocks Asamoah for. He just guessed the wrong hole, and then all of a sudden, he's just not in the play at all. Like again, hey, he props to him. Undrafted rookie, he's playing well. He played better than Hicks, in my opinion. But like, just he didn't play the greatest game. Harrison Smith was not great at all. Harrison no. Phillips, flip, you already called him out. Like the only people that had decent games were Byron Murphy and and uh, Caleb Evans. Like that's no and and Cam Bynum. I thought he played decent, but I'll, and obviously Daniel Hunter dominated. But yeah, it's it's it was rough. It was rough to watch. I'm okay with the Jordan Hicks game, but we we overall agree. I, I think. It just, you know, honestly, what they did in pass defense, even though it was limited and, and not the, the focus of the Eagles' overall offense at the end of the game, I was I was okay with it. You know, I was even okay with the scheme dropping eight. We got some coverage sacks from Daniil Hunter. And the pass defense is above expectation right now, whereas the run defense, definitely not so. Yeah, so Flip, you kind of started to go down that path a little bit there when you were talking about them dropping eight. Uh, I guess do you or Ryan want to jump in and answer uh, William's question about just kind of like the thought process that Flores likely had with playing the, the zone coverage, trying to keep everything in front of him, eyes on the quarterback, and kind of why that was the strategy in this game, even though obviously they gave up some stuff uh, in other parts of the, of the game. Yeah, I, I, I'll let you go after Ryan, but I'll just say overall, I think for the opponent we were playing, I was okay with it. You know, Jalen Hurts was not seeing the field well. Dropping defenders into the box is actually what, or, or, or out of the box is actually what caused the first interception by Theo Jackson. And, you know, they they really didn't allow those big plays. Now, you can argue the fact that we're down down 14 and we're doing that strategy may not be the best thing, but it seemed to be relatively effective against 
uh, this particular quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you're betting that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be able to read the coverage as as well, and then and then make those tight throws. Um, and then I, I I didn't see for sure because again I'm watching TV view, but I'm assuming we had some sort of spy on him. I'm assuming that was Ivan Pace's job in the coverage, um, and and just trying to let Daniel Hunter go to town. So I that's the that's yeah why you would do that. Uh, but man, I can I, me and my son just sitting here yelling when he had nine seconds. It ended up being a sack, but he had like nine seconds to throw, and we're like somebody do something like a little pressure. And then, you know, obviously pace kind of came up, forced him up and we got a sack, but, um, and, and then the next thing, yeah, David did, or he had mentioned like Theo had some good moments and you called out the interception. Actually, I think Theo Jackson did actually play pretty well, uh, especially spelling Metellus when he got hurt. Um, and, and our offense is absolutely is letting us down and special teams. Right. I mean, when you have when you have a turnover on the punt return, I mean, granted, it was a great punt return, but just hold on to the damn ball. Right. And then and then I think it was the very next drive. We fumble it on the first play. I mean, that's a quick way to lose time of possession right there. And one other thing I just want to call out on the on the defense piece is that, I mean, one dropping folks in coverage was pretty effective. The flip side of that is that when we did play man coverage, they got behind us a lot. Like a lot, a lot. You know, we have the, you know, the drop of AJ Brown in the end zone, but like Devontae Smith got behind on both sides, like pretty much every time they ran man coverage, they took a shot and they were pretty close to connecting on it. So I think it's also an acknowledgement of the fact that like we didn't think we could run with these guys down the field. And so we we needed to play safe, or the game likely would have just got out of hand even more quickly than it did. And Honestly, I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. Like, watching them run the ball on us the way they did today or them just throwing it over our head the whole game. Like, I'm not sure which one is actually worse for me to watch. I think running probably is a bit more demoralizing. because it was. Just oh, so like, now, now we yeah. care about run defense. Now we care about run defense, I feel like we always yards. cared about. I mean, I feel like we always care about run defense. You know, just, you know, <laughs> running the ball a little bit better than where are we at. Where are we at this week? Uh... Oh, we're we're improving. Yeah, 3.1 <laughs> yards a carry this week. We're getting awesome. better. And, we're getting and better. so just address this comment about Jared Goff shredding, you know, this defense. I don't think that's the scheme you use against the Detroit Lions because the Detroit Lions don't have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard as pass-catching options. So I think in that type of matchup, you can play more man coverage and and be a little more attacking than we were today but we played one of the best offenses or what was thought of to be one of the best offenses in the nfl coming into this game they have a great offensive line they have great skill positions they have one of the um rising quarterbacks in the nfl so it's like it's like choose where you're gonna get beat um and today it just it it happened to be the run game death by a thousand cuts yeah, yeah, so Flip, Aaron uh, Aaron asked a question that I'm going to throw to you just because I know you have thoughts on this based on our group chat that we're all in kind of during the during the game. But uh, that's the last piece here is just, Madison is not passing the eye test. Uh, Flip, where are you at on this point? Like, obviously, Dalvin Cook didn't look like much in the, the, the snaps that, that he was able to get earlier in the week as well. So, like, moving on from Dalvin, probably the right thing, but couple games in now with Madison, where are we at with it? What are we thinking? 
uh, because I, it's not looking good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the the offseason moves to move on from Dalvin Cook, but then also re-sign Alex Madison. I think it makes sense from a salary cap point. But, you know, in my humble opinion, I just question why we ever thought that Alex Madison was going to be good as a premier running back. And we talked about, oh, all the data, all the efficiency metrics. He's more efficient than Dalvin Cook. But Alex Madison has never passed the eye test. He's never looked good as anything more than a spell five carries a game running back. And the idea that a, a guy who's just that, just a guy, can fumble in a key situation like that and the Vikings are one of the only team in the NFL that don't have a platoon. Look at the Eagles. They have literally four good running backs. But we've got one Alex Madison who can play like dog shit. And we don't have any other running backs that we can put into the game. That's a problem that only the Vikings are, are dealing with right now. So it should definitely be a platoon system. There should definitely be multiple backs that they can trust. And... They just don't have it right now. I mean, the Eagles also have one of the best offensive lines in the league. So that probably has a little bit to do with it as well. Yeah. So they basically say, look, one of you four guys, if you get injured, sorry, you're going to miss out on a potential 150 yard game. If you fumble the ball, sorry, you, we got three other guys. And, And the Minnesota Vikings right now, if Alex Madison were to get injured, would we be, we'd be in a bad spot and the guy can't even play. <laughs> I mean, we could run a, uh, we ran Ty Chandler, like right up the gut on a, on a play when he finally got some snaps. And I was like, this is what we're doing. Ty Chandler, like into the teeth of the defense. That's uh that's probably not going to work out well for anyone. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Good Lord, Freddie, what are you trying to do to us here? We need those draft picks for a quarterback. <laughs> like, we, we can't be giving those away for uh for a running back sorry can't do it can't do it uh ryan you you mentioned a bit of a silver lining and i know you're not generally that guy but what good are you taking away from this game i mean that we literally went went down to the end i mean to an onside kick opportunity to have an opportunity to t- take the lead right i mean we were in the game for i mean obviously they had that big deandre swift uh touch well not a touchdown run but ended up being a touchdown right um but like we were in the game till the end uh, and with four turnovers and one of them being on the goal line right so like again sucks because we lost and that was a like just like the bucks game this was a winnable game that we didn't because we uh just make stupid mistakes so it's frustrating but at the same time like our offense played well i think our defense showed signs of life um and yeah i mean there's good positives to take away from this game but like to flip's point we we can't just sit here and say oh just just take the turnovers away and we'll be just fine. Like, sure, yeah, that's great. But the turnovers haven't gone away in those first two weeks. Seven turnovers in two weeks is horrendous. So what do you you're, you can't win. It's not sustainable. Flip, you got anything positive to take away from this one? Yeah, you know, I, I love the offensive skill players. I think Jordan Addison is doing exactly what we drafted him to do. 
I, I think that the interior offensive line is always going to be a scapegoat, you know, for, for this team after years and years of fans looking at it. But Austin Shotleman, uh, Ed Ingram, you know, uh, Ezra Cleveland, I thought they all played above expectation again against two really good defensive lines. So I, I think that's something that, you know, we'll see how they play as the season goes on. That's not something where I'm panicking. Certainly, you know, signing Dalton Riser doesn't fix this offensive line. So on offense, you know, if we got to bench KJ Osborne or share snaps, do it, get Christian Darisaw back in um, and let's roll and let's stress good fundamental football on defense. You know, there again, it's about the young guys getting experience and we have a plethora of them. So if we get four or five of those guys to just good, get great experience, you know, whether it's a Caleb Evans, Island, Ivan Pace, Cam Bynan continues to put together some solid games. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's go with that and hopefully continue to be competitive. It's fun watching a Caleb Evans with, get some big hits. I love I'm gonna that. Roll with what Aaron says though. I'm going to give Kirk some credit yeah. here. Like obviously there was uh, some fumbles and things, but like uh, Kirk, Kirk played well. I mean, like, obviously, at some points, again, stat padding time, the Eagles have their foot off the gas, whatever. But, like, Kirk hung tough in a way that in past years we may not have seen him do. Uh, it seems that some of the things that O'Connell has been able to do with Kirk have carried over from last season into this one. Uh, and just the plays that he continued to make throughout the game, again, the stats, it is what it is, but... 31 of 44 for 364 yards, four touchdowns. Like Kirk didn't panic in the way that we've maybe seen him panic in years past when the game started to go kind of sideways. And so I will take that away as a positive uh, and try to, you know, continue doing what we've been doing a little bit more of here lately, which is give Kirk Kirk credit when credit is due, but then also when, you know, there's games like last week, you know, we can be honest about that too. So this this week, can't put it all on Kirk. The whole team, really everyone else, showed up and just made a real a bunch of really really dumb mistakes. Uh, but I feel like Kirk, Kirk did his thing, for the most part, in this game. Yeah, no flip, complaints. Flip, really. flip, flip looks mad at me for saying this, but you know, no, it's true, it's true. There's no <laughs> co- like there's no complaints. I mean, obviously, maybe he held the ball a little long in that fourth fumble, but also you have like. I don't know why he thought that Udo could hold that block longer than he did. Maybe because he's an NFL tackle and you should be able to, but yeah, no, he got destroyed on that. But just like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what (laughs) are we actually doing here? We've got Kirk Cousins signed, even though he's playing well, his contract is done at the end of this year. We haven't extended Justin Jefferson yet, which is something that I'm not that concerned about. I'm sure that will happen. Alex Madison's under contract. TJ Hawkinson is the highest paid tight end in the game and he's getting four catches a game. Like what, what are we actually doing here? Do we even have a team that Mm. we can drop a rookie quarterback into? We don't have time to talk about it, but that's the most upsetting part. Like if we're not going to win this year, if this is like some sort of rebuild, 
then what is actually the shell of this team? All of our best players are about to leave, except I mean, for JJ. It's the rebuild. It's the rebuild part. of. I think last season we got the competitive. I think this year is where we, we get the rebuild. Is, A rebuild is has of... some some good core players. I mean, the offense has got some. The offense has a plenty. You got okay. You Jefferson, got, you get, Addison, Addison, Hawkinson, and two bookend tackles. That's five good players. It's like literally seven catches a game, and then Jefferson. <laughs> Hawkinson, I think, had seven alone, didn't he? Seven for sixty-six, two touchdowns, and two touchdowns. I mean, I don't know what else you want more from a tight end flip. I don't know, Aaron. Aaron is, is this is what the competitive what? rebuild more was always going to be. What not, more could I ask for? They're not tanking, but with the way the team is constructed, they're going to be competitive in some games, but they're also probably not going to be very good for a lot of the games as well. And, you know, maybe they're okay with that. I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. We're at time for the day. Like, you know, we're not going to keep going through this. Another game. Another very winnable game for the Vikings that once again, they just squandered because holding on to the ball is something that is optional for our team this season. (laughs) And uh, hopefully with a bit of extra time, um, we can figure that out. Maybe Ryan can go on down there and, and show them what you're showing the kids on like some ball security and we can figure that out. Um, Yeah, but that's it. That's all. Uh, Thanks for everyone in the comments. Thanks for coming through. Thanks for kicking it with us. Kareem Hunt will not save no. us. <laughs> no. You know, Kareem Hunt, he's better than he's probably better than what we got, but Kareem Hunt will not save us. Uh, nor will Reisner. We got who we got, and we're just gonna have to ride this thing on out. And uh yeah, hope we can learn to uh secure the football. So um, Ryan, any final words? I got nothing. Just stay, try to stay positive, folks. You know, I think <laughs> I, we're right there. We're 0-2 in one-score games this year. It's a big change from last year. Yeah, we're right go there. math. Flip, any final words? I just want one slow-motion clip of Kevin O'Connell just cursing out somebody who just made a mistake. Like There we go. It's never going to happen. I need it. But it does kind of make you miss Mike Zimmer. Like, at Whoa. least you would have gotten that. Whoa! I mean, and he did that, do that last. He did do that last year with uh, with uh, Rager. When Rager yeah. ran that wrong route, and he took him to the sideline and reamed him out. But yeah, I haven't seen it yet this year. Here we go. There it is. Watching for it. We're looking for some. Just a. We just need a little toxic in the work environment. Just a little bit to keep just folks on their toes. Yeah. But with that, we're gonna play the music. We'll catch y'all after the next one. <laughs>